Shooting the Gap with Ryan and Gonzo. Welcome to Shooting the Gap. It's gap time. It is gap time. It's it's a Sunday in February. Just not a lot going on. <laughs> try to try to invent things to go on. You get a Duke game every now and then. You get some good college basketball. You get a bunch of old guys playing another group of old guys in a game of hockey. That's, which was fun. That's what you get in February. That's what you get in February. At the end of it, anyway. Pitchers and catchers report. For that one moment, every team except the Rockies is in contention. The Rockies, by the way, they're out of it again. We were eliminated from the playoffs on Tuesday. They were eliminated when the pitchers showed up. It's the fastest elimination in Major League Baseball history. Is it really? Yes. Well, at least we got a record of something. They're not really eliminated, but they might as well be. (laughs) The Probably, I think I had them as the worst franchise in sports. Just with their... Record. <laughs> Record's important. Wins, losses as a total. Not very good. And in the last 23 years, however long it's been, I think it's been about 23. They're probably the losingest. Yeah. They went to a fucking World Series. They did, but we came in with the Marlins who won two. <laughs> so we definitely got the short end of that shit. Um, but we're not going to totally go into the Rocky suck just yet. I wanted to... Uh, touch on just it's almost March 1st we haven't talked much about Peyton Manning and there's been some news surrounding him so you know I want to talk tea bags. I want to talk dick on foot I want to talk you know mooning I want to talk a little bit about retirement and possibly not retiring where John Elway's head is at with that as well as where Peyton's head's at if you have a feel of course I'm going to comment on those as well but um First of all, I just want to get it out of the way. Did he teabag Ryan? There'd be a comma. He there. definitely did not teabag me. So yeah, that's in why case I said the there's comma, a comma doesn't get. Did he commas, teabag, comma, Ryan? As 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 friend of show knows, James knows. Commas, commas are important. Are important. It's the difference between me being a dick and him sucking dick. Yes. Yes. So did he teabag? <laughs> Hell, I don't know. I <laughs> well, what's your sense on it? Don't play the good guy bullshit. I'm asking you to give like, what your sense about it is. My sense around the whole thing is, is is that it's plausible. I mean, would it be so far out the lines to think college quarterback guy from the South would do something as horrible as teabagging? Are, are you saying it like that because you don't think it's that horrible of an act? No, no, I'm saying because they would not believe it would be something to me. It, I'm saying because that 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 seems like something that they would probably think is no problem. It was funny and a prank. All in fun and games for them. Well, that's why it's named in the Title IX lawsuit against the <laughs> University of Tennessee because they did just assume it was that, whether it happened or not. Um, I think he was inappropriate. I'm I'm positive about that. The, the aftermath of it is kind of funny, the defamation of character that he does in his book, basically trashing this woman. Um, he called her a pig. Uh, 
going uh, out of his way. Total a, a vulgar woman. Um, mm-hmm. Really, really led at her through that, and then got sued there. And going out of his way to to defame her. Really out of his way because it was forgotten. It's something that he probably could have just skimmed over, and I doubt anybody would have really given a shit. No one does really now. It's not nothing's happening to Peyton Manning. He's not in trouble. Okay, so everyone's like, leave this man alone. Nothing's happening to him. He's not being sued. He's not going to jail. He has no charges of any kind being put on him. Now, do these same people think everyone should leave Bill Cosby alone? Probably not. Are these the same people who think that Greg Hardy should be allowed to play football whenever he wants? Probably not. But God damn it, Peyton didn't do it. I don't know. Like the whole that's the funny part to me. The, the, just the defense of it. The story of like that he was mooning someone else was like that's that's weak. It's a pretty weak story. It's something that I think a better part of the population has done, especially men. Well, yeah. Yeah, but I've mooned people out putting my junk on some chick's foot. On her head. Was it on her head? Yeah, that's how he's sitting. On, he's sitting on the training table. Have you not? His legs are off, and she's taping his ankle. And that's when he supposedly like took his pants down and teabagged her. But he said he was mooning a player. There's a whole lot involved with that as well. Like it seemed pretty underhanded. The player who lost his scholarship, the player who didn't get to play for Tennessee anymore, because he says that they told him to go about it a certain way, and he didn't want to go about it that way. It's really shady. It's it's every bit possible to me that Peyton Manning is that spoiled rich kid, um, Manning, a Manning family legacy, great at quarterback, and can do whatever the fuck he wants. It's 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 very likely to me. You're as basically much as the saying person not as the, much as the person making it up. Basically, we're in agreement here. I believe everybody at the table that it's not so far fetched to believe a southern no. rich kid would do anything like that, thinking he can get away with it. that he could get away with it. I mean, yeah, we, I, I think everybody feels like that's. I mean, d- despite whatever man he has become, I don't know. That, that doesn't ever have anything to do with what anybody has done as a child. We've all done some retarded shit oh, as yeah. youngsters. Uh, we all still do retarded shit, mm-hmm. but uh, we're kind of beyond it by a certain age. And uh, somebody his age back then can't put it past him to do something like that. He was 18, 19 years old. Uh, king of the world, basically. I mean, in... Was starting, not sitting down anytime soon. Was looked at as the number one pick whenever he was able to come out. He was Archie Manning's kid. That is already what he grew up with in peewee ball, high school ball, all that shit. So, no, it's 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 plausible. Does it matter in the long term? No, I don't really care. Unless it turns into, like, serial teabagging. Like, right. this has been going on his whole career. Right, unless you then, come to find out he's always teabagging slash mooning people. Anytime he's putting on his junk on every pizza out of his Papa John's. If if that's the case, you know, yeah. I mean, do I see Jameis Winston in in ten years stealing crab legs and yelling "fucker" right in the pussy? No, I mean, but no, the serious one is: not, do you see him getting it. another rape charge? <laughs> yeah. If if if, if Jameis Winston wins the Super Bowl in ten years, are they going to bring that up? 
problem. Yes. They probably are. Yes, they absolutely <laughs> will. I mean, like Cam Newton had to hear about stealing a laptop all week leading up to to the Super Bowl. So His dad did nothing but field questions about taking money. Yeah. I mean, that's all they talked about with Cam Newton, but Peyton Manning gets a pass. I mean, it's just the way that it is. And it happened so long ago. Social media was not a part of the world in 1996 when the shit went down. He gets a pass. Others, not so much. Others, not so much. Everyone wants to hang Bill Cosby up by his toes. Well, not Kanye. Kanye is not a real person. I don't know what he is yet, but I'm trying to look into it. It vexes me. <laughs> and when Gonzo's vexed, we're all vexed. Well, he's not a gay fish either. That, that just doesn't hold water. I've gone through the calculations on that. That, that, that was just Something stupid. about him being a rapper and a genius does make him a gay fish. Well, I like, I like the meme that, you know... Shows Prince dressing up however he dresses, doing his thing. But never once did he say he's the man. Nope. And then flash over to Kanye, who wears some pretty stupid shit, too. He's not, you know, pushing the gender line like like Prince or, or David Bowie or whatever. But he just wears outlandish dumb shit and talks about being the best person in the world at everything of all time. Compares his music to the likes of LeBron James and Michael Jordan. He's very into himself. Planet narcissist. It exists. It and exists. And he's a broke ass. How is he not? How does he not have any money? How do you put yourself fifty-three million dollars in debt on an album? You, in this day and age, that's because he wanted to do it. He's making stories. <laughs> There's no way that you can record an album at your house on your fucking computer now. And go into that much debt. You can, you can go into that much debt doing anything if you apply yourself. That's true. <laughs> you just have to give it that old... Man, I feel like you really, really have to apply the shit out of yourself. <laughs> I'm going to apply the shit the out every, of yourself. Every, every day, Common Joe would really have to... I mean, he'd have to like go, I really need to rent a Ferrari to get to and from. Actually, I just need to buy a Ferrari to get to and from my driving sessions. And two Ferraris. I want two Ferraris. I need two Ferraris. I need somebody to follow me in a Ferrari. Diamond encrusted computer. Diamond encrusted computer. Diamond encrusted <coughs> diamonds. Diamond mm-hmm. encrusted mic. Uh, either way, he's an asshole. So fuck Kanye. Grills. That's that's a thing still. Or I think so. Well, let's talk about dirty sh- dirty players. Let's talk about sportsmanship. Let's talk about our, our boy Grayson Allen here. He's come under some fire for two separate tripping incidents. The tripping incidents are three weeks apart. Are they whole tripping incidences? One of them's pretty blatant. Well, no, they're both pretty blatant. <laughs> well, I forgot. The second one doesn't look as blatant because you can't see it as well. But once you see it... It's fucking obvious that he tripped that dude on purpose. Okay, tripping is a foul. It's like an F one, like the, and that's if not it's not like the race car, Doug. That's You're that's if it's done on purpose. Like, Grayson was on the ground and stuck his foot out, tripped the dude, and then this most recent one that happened this week, the dude's kind of pushing off from behind him, trying to take off, and he just throws his left leg right back there and trips him. 
<clears throat> in the game of basketball, if you do that twice, intentionally trip somebody in college basketball, you'll get kicked out. So what's all the hubbub about two in like a span of three weeks? There's no precedent set there, so why is everyone so well, pissed off about this? I, th I think the thing that <clears throat> we look like, obviously since we're Duke fans, this is going to come off like we're just defending a Duke guy, but tripping in any sport isn't that big of a fucking deal except for like I mean like the closest thing to a big deal it is is like hockey I guess because soccer it, on a breakaway on a breakaway just ends up being a PK it's a penalty kick but they don't so, kick the guy out of the game right nah, okay. I mean it's not a red card uh, tripping isn't a red card offense so it's it, you have to trip several times just to get the yellow card. Mm. So, so you get you get a few trips before you. Get <coughs> well, the in soccer, card. it's obvious that there's a lot of. I mean, legs are part of the game, so the tripping's dirt, gonna happen. Bunch quite of a, dirty yeah. assholes. In <laughs> Pretty dirty in soccer, um, <clears throat> but every other sport, every sport, it's it's not treated as a big deal. Not, not to the point of people saying he needs to be suspended for a game. Really? He needs to be suspended for a game for tripping on two occasions in a span of three weeks. This is not a... That's not anything that's going to follow in his career. I feel like He didn't throwing. steal a laptop. <clears throat> he didn't take money for autographs. He made a... This guy gets beat up the whole fucking game. <laughs> Every game he's in, he's knocked on the floor... Hacked, whacked, everything. Upended, on the ground. I don't give a fuck if he's tripping somebody every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> to, to the point of sportsmanship, however, um, is it sporting to trip an opponent? No. No, it's, it's not. The opposite. It's, it's definitely not. In good sportsmanship to <coughs> trip your opponent. That is why it is typically a penalty in almost every sport where one can be tripping somebody else. So it's tripping is obviously it's it's frowned upon. You know, like masturbating on an airplane. Thanks a lot, Ben Laden. But it's yeah. I mean, it's not throwing a shot at somebody's head. It's no um, elbows, no punch. It's not an elbow, it's not a punch. It's, it's not even... It can happen unintentionally. I mean, you're running around. Unintentionally, you won't get the call. They won't call it like that. Oh, God. If it's typically, just... yeah. Typically, most sports, unintentional trip isn't called. But, I mean... It'll, it'll be called a... It could be called a foul, but it won't be called a flagrant foul. No. If, it could be a no call as well, just because feet get tangled. No. People are running next to each other. I mean, yeah. That happens all the time. People playing sports, yeah. running up and down next to each other. That's about to happen a couple of times. Yeah. It's never a good thing. I mean, the tripping in other in some other sports is a lot worse. You know, field, polo, field hockey. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to trip a horse. That's terrible. Yeah. You're just a bad person. Um, but hockey, you know, you're using sticks. That's not cool. Uh, baseball, you almost never really see it. I'm sure, no. it happens from time to time, but you almost never see a trip. Very, it's it would only be 
something like at the like a double play breakup or something, which they just eliminated from the game anyway. Right. Not allowed to do that anymore. So, yeah, no tripping really going on in baseball. So I mean, it's and that's it's just not a big deal. Not a big deal. It's if somebody deal. did trip somebody, I, I think in baseball, if you if anything, baseball would probably be would be the most egregious because you're doing it deliberately as a guy is in full stride. And you're just standing there not doing shit because the ball's either not in play or it's a home run, some some shit like that. So we've agreed in the game it doesn't happen. It would be the most egregious in that game. Right. Okay. Because it would like be obvious. It would be so obvious. But you'd have you'd have a dude run into the base path to trip somebody. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean he's going out <laughs> or, of or throw a bat or some he's shit. He's going out I've basically what before. we're saying is he's going out of his way to go trip. Which is, in my mind, if you're going out of your way to do something like that, I'm not saying tripping in general, but if you're going way out of your way to fucking trip somebody, I mean, that's borderline pretty serious offense. But in basketball, if you go out of your way to trip somebody, it's a flagrant one. You're, that's a technical foul. So The fouls were called, so I'm not understanding what anyone else wants <laughs> so, in this. Um, little history on the Duke Blue Devils. Um, had a lot of white All-Americans, okay? And it, there's, every time there is one, Christian Leitner, Danny Ferry, J.J. Reddick. Oh, I know that Bobby first one. Early. Bobby Early. Um, and you got, even Josh McRoberts got it for a little bit. And now you got, now you got Grayson Allen. He's the white kid at Duke that everybody hates. So after this tripping incident, we watched the game today. Every time he got the ball, he's getting booed now. So he's going to, and when he's in opposing stadiums. So he'll be getting that for the rest of his career. Once it happens once, that's it. As, l- as long as he stays at Duke, he'll be getting booed on the road in the ACC. You know, I, ironic to our top five this week. For tripping. <laughs> ironic to our top five this week. Ugh. I did happen to look up top five college, most hated college basketball players. Surprise, surprise. Out of 17, five of them are Duke players. Yeah, I probably just named all you of them. You just mentioned yeah. all of them. <laughs> yeah. Grayson Allen is on the list. He's hated now, man. People just can't stand him. He screams Duke, too. He's got Coach K's haircuts. <laughs> he's, he's like... He's in the commercials, Colin. I'm when, happy. when he gives an interview, he looks like a kid. He talks <laughs> like a kid. He jumps out the gym, can hit threes, gets fouls called Hustles. all the time, plays hard. He's just the kind of guy that you hate <laughs> if you don't like Duke. Duke's like the Yankees. No, no, I got you. Yeah. It's, there's no in-between. No one's like, Duke's okay. Yeah, you either hate Duke or, or you love Duke. Proud to be a Duke fan. Um, I, I, I don't, it's not that big of a deal. Dirty players have been in sports for a long time. And real dirty players don't really leave you any doubt. So a discussion like this is really about the moment, in, in my opinion. And we're just chiming in because it's been talked about pretty crazily. You had seen stuff before I even told you like how, how the fans are really tripping out on it. One fan told me that God was watching him. And he, yeah, watching trip people. He needs to be weary of that because God watches basketball. And he doesn't like And tripping. he doesn't like poor sportsmanship. Which is in the Bible. Leviticus 25.1. Sure. 
Thessalonians. <laughs> no, I don't remember. Two Corinthians. Two I'm sure it's in Corinthians. Yeah, if it's if it's yeah. If it's, it's in two Corinthians. Everybody knows. Everybody knows this. Everybody. Yeah, that's. Knows. Uh, I'm gonna pretend like I do. <laughs> Me too. I don't. Um, no. Um, I know about it, two so there's really not a whole lot no, that, what can, is that can be changed about the tripping rule. I mean, there's no real, there's no real need for it. It's not an epidemic. It's not like he's always tripping other players nope. on the court. This like day and age, part of his game. This day and age, you do something twice. Good luck getting that shit taken away from your, from your name. Yeah, I mean, they trying. They're trying to call him a dirty player just because of two trips. The kid just got an elbow to the face like a week ago, <laughs> and they didn't kick that dude out of the game, not one bit. So, I'm, I'm really just also a flagrant. Who's <laughs> the bigger one? And I'm looking at like, what's the problem here? No problem. No problem. One point before we get to our top five dirty players. Um, See you beat Arizona. That happened. The the they stormed the court very heavily. Um, the head coach for Arizona, can't remember his name at this time, was in the press conference saying he's all about recognizing the fact that CU won. They deserved to win the game. They were the better team that day. But he's really worried about court storming. Now what the, he laid out a scenario saying, what's going to happen? Because it's happened to to Arizona a lot. They don't play in a very good conference. So they play the conference play, and if they lose a game, you know, they've, they've had like 10 court stormings in the last two years, something like that. Probably, I think it was 12, actually. He says, what's going to happen is one of my guys is going to mistake something, fear for his safety, and he's going to punch somebody. And that's going to turn into the fiasco about my player punching somebody instead of the fucking court storming. I thought it was a very valid point. I thought it was a different way to look at it, a little bit more outside the box. I agree with them 100%. I think they should institute a rule about court storming now. It's getting a little bit too much for a regular season win. Um, there needs to be some discretion what, with, with the court storming. What's the, what's the discretion? What, Tournaments. What, what would you say? Tournament play only? I mean, tournaments, tournaments. aren't really They play in the bullshit. They, yeah, the, the conference tournaments are played all around where well, they the play. Conference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, okay. You got the preseason tournaments. You got all kinds of conference tournaments and what, whatnot you can get into. Games like that. Rivalry games. I mean, these games do exist, but not for when you're University of Colorado who's not going to make the tournament. Beating Arizona in a meaningless game, it, might, it means more to Arizona than it meant anything to Colorado, except just to beat them. Really need a, a storming of the court for that type of shit? I mean, a guy who's been on the forefront of that whole thing is Ben Coach K, uh, who's been the guy to say, don't storm the court. Like, meh. Yeah. Like he nixes court storming for, the, for Cameron Indoor. Mm-hmm. He, he tells him, don't do it. Let the other team get off the court, which is cool. Also, you have to let them. I think. I think. Um, I think you can storm the court after the other team gets off the floor. That's that would be my opinion. Let the other team get off the court first. Why you don't let the fans walk around the football field <laughs> after the game? They do storm fields though. Yeah, and then they college. get kicked the fuck off. Um, I mean, I, I don't. Why are the fans free to walk on the on the on the floor all of a sudden when they're not allowed to be there at all? I think the general I mean, if a fan goes onto the court during a game, 
he's going to be asked to leave. So at what point is it okay for everyone to come on the court? You really going to you think you can impose a rule like okay, wait till the team the the opposing team gets off the court and then storm it around think, all the reporters and everyone else that's not safe? Uh, I think if you if you nix it at all, then it just has to be a general can't do it ever. Um, the general feeling I have heard from college athletes has been it's really nice to enjoy victory with your fellow classmates because at the end of the day they are student athletes. Um, they go to school with the kids that are cheering them on. Um, they don't know they, those kids. They don't know those kids, but they enjoy the moment. I mean, it's okay for them to enjoy the moment. They're young. Most of them aren't going to the NBA or going to the NFL. So, I mean, I, I guess in, in one fashion, but on the other side, you know, I do see the you know, safety problem that arises with and tons the, of and people the potential. running into one direction, mm. you know, potential trampling. And, I mean, there's just that Auburn game with the, when they're storming the field, they have a security guard out there tripping people as they're that's, that's dirty. People, which is, which is dirty. You want to talk about somebody be, being a dirty player right there. I mean, my God, he lets four or five people go by before he picks up some young chick to trip. Um, but I, I guess, you know, it's one of those things where it's uh, great lines and slippery slopes all over the place. Yeah. Well, I don't think there's much many repercussions to saying no court storming, so it's not really a huge slippery slope. But <laughs> nothing will change. But they're college kids. They'll frown. You'll tweet about it. You'll hurt their safe spaces. No, you kids with your Dan Fogelberg and your frowns. <laughs> your hula hoops and Pac-Man video games. Pac-Man video games. Their safe uh, did you want to get into Steph Curry before you hit? No, we're going to talk about that stuff After. later. Yeah, we're going to get into the top five dirty players. Now, this is completely a relative list mm-hmm. of this to who your favorite are. Are we condoning this? Yes. I am absolutely condoning this shit. No, I'm not. There's a <laughs> lot of stuff here I'm not condoning. But uh, I'll go first. Okay. I got some honorable mentions. I knew you would. Uh, Tanya Harding. She was dirty. <laughs> mean old little bitch. Roger Clemens. Mm-hmm. 159 hit batsmen. That's a lot. That's awesome. One time he hit... No, what had happened was Piazza foul-tipped the ball and the bat broke and it came out to Clemens like it was a grounder. He picked it up and threw it at him. <laughs> Didn't throw it to first. Didn't throw it to home. Threw it at the feet of the player. <laughs> he was fun to watch. Uh, Gaylord Perry, another cheating pitcher, wrote a book about it. Want to hear? Here you go. In the Hall of Fame. Bill Lane Beer. Very easily could have been on my list. Great, dirty player. Along with another Bill who could have been on my list, Romanowski. You, that's the epitome of... A guy you like when he's on your team. And a guy that you yeah. do not like at all when he is yeah. not on your team. He's an animal. Ugh. Not because not he just went to the Raiders. I didn't like him when he played for San Francisco, San Francisco or Philly. <laughs> so he's an asshole. Uh, number five, personal favorite here. Conrad Dober, offensive lineman for the Cardinals in the 60s and 70s. 
also played with his nephew in high school. But Conrad Dober was widely known as one of the dirtiest football players of all time. He was into eye gouging. He was into leg whipping. Uh, that's tripping. Yeah. Um, punching, tripping. spitting, anything that there was. Nut punching. <laughs> um, he was all about it. Anything to gain an advantage in a time where the game was much more brutal than it is now, especially in the trenches with the offensive line and the defensive linemen going. Those guys were mean. Um, I should have put Mean Joe Green as one of my oh, one of my honorable mentions or even on the list. Him and Conrad had some epic battles. Both of them, two of the dirtiest players of all time. Um, yeah, Conrad Dobler. Shout out to Jeremy Dobler. All right. Number four, Rodney Harrison. Dirty piece of shit, Rodney Harrison. He was dirty all the time. Almost ended Trent Green's career before it started. Says it was on accident, but I don't think anything that guy does is on accident. Um, he was, I think he was voted seven times the dirtiest player in the league. He go at your head. He go at your knees. When the uh, coverage for the Super Bowl was happening the week before, and there were lots of guests on the radio, the local radio, he said that what they would want to do to a guy like Cam Newton when he was playing football was to take him out. Like in a mafia kind of way. Like, like kinda, a, yeah. you know, bad guy, Cobra Kai, take him out. Body bad. Take, take <laughs> him out. Do your, <laughs> do your, do your stuff. Do your thing. Take him down. Like physically, just, just cheap shot him the shit out of the game. So even in his retirement, he has maintained it. Number three, dirty, hustle, call it what you will. Pete Rose gets in the, the top three. Now picture this, Doug. Major League Baseball All-Star Game. Okay. It's tied up. Pete Rose is on first base, I think. As and a runner or as a baseman? As a, as a runner. Okay. If he's on base, that means he's running. If he's on first. If he's playing first, that means he's playing defense. Okay. He's on first. I think it's extra innings. Um, there's a, a shot to the gap. Someone shoots the gap with the baseball. Pete Rose takes off from first, comes all the way around. That ball's getting into that catcher. This is an all-star game. Blows the catcher up. Completely blows the catcher up. Not something you'd normally see in an all-star game, but there's just a taste of what that guy played baseball like. Um, very hard, slid very hard, came in with his spikes high. Um, Hi, Spikes. Hey, Spikes. Bud hustled his ass off, one of the best baseball players of all time. Bud hustled. Number two. Um, this one was easy. I remember when this one happened. Can't have a dirty player list without some hockey players. Todd Bertuzzi. Mm-hmm. Um, he was already a kind of a dirty player considered. He was already a very dirty player. And he, uh, what he did was he got on Stephen Moore, a player for the Avalanche, and got behind him. Came up and punched him in the head and kind of knocked him dizzy so Steve's going down and he grabbed him by the back of his of his jersey under his pad so he could control him banged him into the I remember the that. ice and like kept hitting him in the face 17 month suspension charges from the police ended 
his career, Steve Moore never played hockey again after that. <laughs> and he was a rookie, if I remember. He was a 19-year-old rookie. Ended his career. Bertuzzi uh, got in a lot of trouble for that. Tried to play the... It is what it is, Gonzo. Tried to play the... It is what it is. As a, a hockey move. It wasn't a hockey move. <laughs> it is what it is. It was an arch rivals hockey move. That's what he said in the interview, yeah, repeatedly. It is what it is. And then he came back a couple other times and tried to have other interviews where he played sympathy, and then he signed a $50 million contract, and I'm pretty sure Steve Moore's getting half of that. <laughs> yeah, sued, sued him. Sued him good. <laughs> God bless America for when that shit works out. <laughs> um, Ty Bertuzzi, piece of shit. On to another hockey piece of shit. Marty McSorley was already a dirty piece of shit hockey player. And then he sliced Donald Bashir in the face with his hockey stick. On purpose. No way to get out of that one. No one was going to believe you that you weren't doing that shit on purpose. You don't um, accidentally hit anybody with anything. It was, it was a time when, not like there's a gang of black dudes... Was that racist? Not like there's a whole bunch of black dudes playing hockey now, but at the time I think there was two. It might have just been Bashir, a French Canadian, I think. He gets beat up a lot. <laughs> and McSorley's like blonde hair, blue eyed, mullet coming out the back of his right. helmet, every Nazi's wet dream, and just like behind him just whack. <laughs> like gets him with a stick like in the eye and everything. <laughs> he got a year long suspension. And Bashir had like a few surgeries to get his eye back to normal. Um, hockey players are dirty. <laughs> there was a lot more that could have gone on here from, as far as hockey, but I tried to include most of the sports. Um, basketball didn't make my top five, but that's because I had to have two hockey players. <laughs> well, I'll put a goes. I'll put a basketball player in my top. Okay, five. sure you'll agree, Bruce Bowen. Uh, I thought he was good. I thought he was very... He's also very good. Just because you're also good doesn't mean you don't play a little... James Harrison's good. He dirty. Uh, Bruce Bowen. Like to uh, punch you in the nuts a little bit. Pretty much raking you on the eyes. Throwing bows. Um, great basketball player, though. I did I did still enjoy oh, watching him. One of the best defenders ever. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's... And in basketball... Yeah, sometimes you're going to be a little dirty as a great defender. It's part of the game. Trash talk. Um, number four, Adamican Sue makes my list, even as a new guy and out of all the dirty players, because he goes straight up out of his way to stomp on people. Um, he goes pretty much that old school Mean Joe Green style shit. Yeah, he's mean as fuck. Um, and he does it in an era where... It's pretty much obvious that it, you know, and p- the people give a shit, and he still doesn't. So that's why he makes my list. Back in Mean Joe Green's day, they were just playing football. Yeah, he's dirty. Uh, number three, gotta have a hockey player on the list. Todd Bertuzzi is a fucking piece of shit, and I hope he dies of chlamydia and rots in hell. Um, what a sports fan, huh? <laughs> But, uh, yeah, aside from the Steve Moore incident, prior to that, he's had incident after incident of him being cheap. Uh, 
lots of high sticks to the face. Uh, a lot of his stuff is from behind, cheap, really dirty, cheap shot shit. Mm-hmm. Um, in all of sports, there's nothing dirtier than uh, attacking a player while they're defenseless, and he's fucking one of the kings of that bullshit. Fuck um, that guy. Number two, Ty Cobb. He fucking didn't make your list, Gonzo. He hated Ty, it. I chose Pete instead. I, I knew when you chose Pete that you had decided it over Ty. So, <laughs> um, but Ty Cobb, uh, <coughs> famous for sharpening his cleats. Yep. Uh, so he could actually deliberately, maliciously stab other players with his own shoes. Um, That's commitment. And he hated everything. It is commitment. As much of as much of a facility for about as much of a horrible racist as he is, he just in general hated everybody, and everybody hated him. So maybe that's a little bit of a bitch when he was alive. So we told him to stick it. Ah. (laughs) And then my number one dirty guy drives a car. Tony Stewart. We've talked about this piece of shit. Isn't he a murderer? Didn't we bring that up? He technically is. He's killed a guy (laughs) while playing dirty. How? Yeah, I was like, how much dirtier do you gotta be? Everyone else is like, (laughs) he had a couple surgeries. He's fucking dead. He killed a guy. Um, (laughs) Notorious for using his car as a weapon. Notorious. He gets black flagged quite often for deliberately hitting people. You bump his car and he feels like you. Shouldn't have bumped You're his marked. car, so therefore, he, when he sees you again, he'll put you into a fucking wall. And uh, that, my friends, is just the worst sportsmanship ever. Especially if it ain't racing, or it ain't rubbing. It ain't racing if he ain't rubbing, right? Oh, gotta no. bump a little bit, I don't know. They say that. <laughs> I don't know. They like, you, they, they like to hit each other with their cars in NASCAR, but... Tony Stewart really likes to hit Most people with his car. Turn left, go straight. Turn left, go straight. Turn left, that's what I know. Go straight. Pop culture. Would you like to introduce at least the pop cultures? You don't have to go first, but oh no, he's going to introduce and go first. No. Oh, uh, our top five, um, and I'm sure one day we could do our favorite covers, opening up uh, plenty, a plethora of other music to add to the list. But this is the top five covers. That we believe are better than the originals. <clears throat> I do have some honorable mentions. It's not a fucking acceptance it's speech. Very important. Jesus. <laughs> I fought the law by the Clash. Uh, nice. Wild horses. Hard to handle. Knocking on heaven's door. Guns and Roses version. Because I. Always think of that version whenever yeah. I think of that song any fucking way. <laughs> um, nothing compares to you and La Bamba. Do you uh, know who covered these songs? Yes, I do. You're not giving us any of that. Oh, you want to know the Sundays covers? Um, I didn't. Fail. Uh, <laughs> Rolling Stones, sorry. We gotta, we gotta do that part. Oh, okay. Uh, hard, I, it was honorable mentions. I was trying to blow through that part. Um, hard to handle. Black Crows. Okay. I can't remember who it was that did that one. Oh, you didn't do it. I'm actually. sorry. I didn't do all of them. Um, I'll just top five. Obviously, Guns N' Roses was Dylan. Um, Are we what sure? were the other ones you said? Nothing. Uh, Sinead doing... Oh, fuck. Prince. 
Was it Prince? Yeah. The Clash. Uh, Clash was covering. Uh, God, what the fuck was his name? I want to say Sam Foley, but I know that's not right. I can't think of it off the top of my head. And La Bamba's an old Mexican jam, so he turned it into a rock and roll jam. Ricky yeah. Downs. And it got covered. And then died. And then it got covered again by Los Lobos. Los Lobos. Right. The Wolves in yes. Spanish. <laughs> Great band. Big my number stars. five is uh, Hurt by Johnny Cash. I'm sorry, Doug. That... Previous of Nine Inch Nails. Yes. Yeah. Um, I get the whole thing. You have to I do like. I do like. <laughs> I, I I I don't know what it is about the way he. It feels it's like tragic. It it sounds like there's so much more feels in it. Well, it was right after June died, and then that whole video is him basically going, "I'm on my way out too." Yeah, and the feels, the feels. Yeah, the like, feels. The Nine Inch Nails version just it's it's. Nice, it's industrial and all, but it's bad. yeah, it's not a bad song, but yeah. The feels on, on Johnny Cash's version. I more gravitas. Yeah. I like that word. Say it again. Gravitas. Thank you. Uh number four, Red Red Wine by UB forty. You fucking suck. Covering Neil Diamond. I thought it sounds so much more fun as kind of a reggae song. <laughs> You're done. You don't get to choose fucking tough lives anymore. Why do I suck? Is UB that 40? not true? Is it, do, you, do you prefer Neil's version? Is that what you're saying? I don't prefer either one of them. Well, it's not I'm about kidding. your songs, dick. That's why we have another list coming. It's not about preferring either. You're saying it's better. I'm That's saying true. it's better. Okay. Yeah. You think it's better than Neil's? I do. Okay. <laughs> Uh, number three, Ring of Fire by Social Distortion by Johnny Cash. Um, kind of, I don't know, not as hokey. They, it's, it's, the original yeah, is so... It's not as twangy. It's, yeah, the original is so twangy and, and, and country. It's not like, oh, gee shucks, it's me and June. Because <laughs> it's a country song. Right. Is it? Oh, it's oh, not a rockabilly song. Um, number two, I will always love you, Whitney Houston, covering Dolly Parton. She, it's because of her voice. She, yeah, she nails the fuck out of that song. And then Kevin Costner. And then she nails Kevin. Well, or he nails her. Whatever it is, she's she's the rich person in that, right? So yeah, so she nails him. Yeah, right. It was a power play. Yeah. Uh, my number one is uh, Old 55 by the Eagles. Originally, Tom Waits wrote it a year before. I've never heard the Tom Waits version. I don't know if it's better. I have. It's definitely better. <laughs> it's absolutely better. Like Tom Waits almost sounds like he's going to kill himself. He's like, I'm driving back from your house to go blow my fucking head off. <laughs> Bitch. What it wouldn't surprise me if those were the actual lyrics in the, in the Tom Waits it's version. It's the feeling you get from oh, it. Oh, it's That's the feeling you get from a lot of Tom Waits songs. <laughs> he's in the bushes with a gun. You don't know who he's going to shoot. A lot of people like to cover his music, though. Yeah. A lot. Apparently, they hear songs and go, That's a great song. Pretty sure I could do it better. Um. So I don't sound like a 
fucking gargling Drano and <laughs> asphalt. Uh, Leo won the Academy Award. Oh, did he for Revenant? Yep. Nice. Did he? About oh. goddamn time with that one. Jeez. <laughs> Sorry. Spike. Jesus. You're allergic to Leo winning? I'm allergic to bear rape movies. I like Leo. Good for him. Yeah. You going next? Yeah, I'll go next. He's like, and now I'm going to retire. He's going to go total George Costanza. <laughs> Um, I fought the law about the clash. Previously, can't remember. Like I said, you know, I you tried can Google that stuff. <laughs> hard to find out. Who's uh, and a lot of people think that uh, it, uh, it's an mention. I can't say anything. Uh, got the time originally by uh, Joe Jackson, uh, covered by Anthrax. Um, that's a cover. Mm-hmm. Time got the time takes it. Take it in my head. Time got the time yep. takes it. Joe Jackson. Guy wrote Stepping Out. And is she really going out with him? I did not know that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. He was real big in like the new wave punk scene. Good for him. Yeah. Um, I have the easily the weakest list. Um, uh, it's kind of a combination of favorite plus better. Um, Happiness is a Warm Gun. Uh, originally by some British band. Um, the Beatles. I don't. Uh, but redone on uh, the Breeders' first album, Pod. Um, I thought it was it just got better with like um, kind of a schizophrenic female vocals. I guess you could say she gets loud and then quiet, loud and then quiet, which the song does as well. But um, hearing uh, Kim Deal do it is really awesome. Uh, yes, the Breeders' Kim Deal. Right? Because Kim Gordon is... I don't know. Sonic Youth. <laughs> Sonic Youth in my cooler. Um, <laughs> Hurt, originally by Nine Nails. Johnny Cash. Exact same reasons, which is why I was talking about the video, yeah. Um, I mean, really, it's a haunting rendition, but the video kind of just ups the ante on that one. It's. I think we... I, I, think we I, I can't remember what podcasts we have, so many of them now. I was talking about with watching that, like the, the Lazarus video from Bowie, and you're just like... God, they're just telling us they're going to die soon. Um, hurt easily that video. Johnny Cash. Uh, Mad World, originally by uh, Tears for Fears. Uh, redone or rearranged by uh, Gary Jules for the Donnie Darko soundtrack. I actually like the acoustic version so much more. So much more haunting uh, and eerie. Um, though I do like the original as well. Uh, Dead Souls, originally by... Fucking hate Joy Division. Uh, redone for um, the Crow soundtrack by Nine Inch Nails. I think it's better because I fucking hate Joy Division. Um, and Nine Inch Nails did it also. What? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. yeah. Nine Inch Nails did better, yeah. yeah. Um, also, I fucking hate Joy Division. Uh, number one, uh, I honestly didn't know it was a cover. I mean, I knew before tonight. Um... But when you talk about hearing the Guns N' Roses version of Knocking on Heaven's Door, I probably don't know a lot of people that would know that um, All on the Watchtower was a Dylan cover by Jimi Hendrix. Um, and I mean, I remember hearing that and just kind of getting blown away and going, holy shit, this guy's deep. And my dad's like, it's written by a gangly Jew. And I'm like, okay, well, fair enough. 
God's um, like, no wonder why I like it. Oh. <laughs> um, I'm neither Jewish nor gangly. Um, nor do I sing like I've had a stroke before I have a stroke. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, when you say all on the Watchtower, you don't think the villain version. You think Hendrix. You do. Nothing, nothing wrong about that. Um, honorable mentions, The Man Who Sold the World, done by David Bowie, covered by Nirvana. Bread Fan, by a band called Budgie, covered by Metallica. They tear that fucking song up. Without You, recorded by Harry Nielsen, covered by Mariah Carey. It's a very good version. Love me some Mariah. Black Leather, uh, done by the Sex Pistols, covered by Guns N' Roses. Desperado, done by the Eagles, covered by Linda Ronstadt. Nothing Compares to You, done by Prince, covered by Sinead. Proud Mary, Creedence Clearwater Revival, covered by Ike and Tina. Whiskey in the Jar, Thin Lizzy, covered by Metallica. Yeah. Easy, done by the Commodores, covered by Faith No More. Really good version of that. Mm-hmm. Not, it's not really, they don't really differ from it too much. Just, just do it do it right, do it right. Tainted Love, I think that's Soft Cell, done by Marilyn Manson, but I could be mistaken. Uh, you were correct in that. Uh, Sweet Dreams, done by Eurythmics, covered by Manson. First time I saw that video, it made, it made me feel weird. <laughs> that was like the first time we all saw Marilyn Manson going what the fuck is like, this this is pretty odd um, Doug, Doug said I'm gonna do that I'm in <laughs> I gotta find a pig and some black paint and a cowboy hat and I'm riding I'm gonna... that fucking pig <laughs> um, I will always love you Dolly Parton covered by Whitney Houston when you get just a beautiful stop song. before you get to your um, uh, your top five I, okay. I have one thing to interject um, Live and Let Die, Wings, done by Guns N' Roses. Mm-hmm. Anarchy in the UK, Sex Pistols, covered by many bands, but my favorite. Green covers. Jelly. Megadeth. Oh. Uh, Paranoid, Sabbath, covered by Megadeth. Done better. I'm going to start. What's up? Oh, I did want to say, um, pretty much all of the, uh, I want to mention, almost the entire NIB album, the black one. Uh-huh. Because that was, that was great some fucking covers. Uh, but I, I want to, you said Prince, and I completely spaced, I didn't even throw, uh, Warren Zevon's cover of uh, Raspberry Beret, because oh. it sounds like he's going to kill her. It's a, like, it sounds like he's stalking it's her. It's a creepier version. Yeah, it's, it is. Okay, good. Which, makes, which <laughs> always makes music better. In my opinion, yes. Number five, I'm glad it was on your list, Doug, All Along the Watchtower, mm-hmm. the Dylan song covered by Hendrix. That's like the quintessential song of that time. Um, anytime there's a war movie about that time, it's in there. Anytime there's a movie about a bumbling idiot around that time, it's in that movie. It's in that movie. <coughs> that song's huge, and it is a Dylan cover, and he did it better. Um, Isn't that what the guy's yelling in um, Apocalypse Now when he sets off the flare? Yeah. Yeah. Um, great guitar work, obviously. It's Jimi Hendrix. The, he's not. He was never the best vocalist, Mm-mm. but um, did very well on this song. All mm-hmm. on the Watchtower. It's my number five. Number four. Planet Caravan. Pantera by... Um, a Sabbath song. Sabbath, yeah. Um, Nicely again, done. Again, not very different Mm-mm. from the original. It, it pays... Like better. Pays it in the sense that it deserves without fucking with it too much. But Phil's vocals are are better than Ozzy's. And Vinnie Paul's drumming in the background. Um, I think he just got to do whatever he wanted. 
If I know Vinny like we think we know Vinny, he was drinking some Jack Daniels, smoking some pot, and banging on some bongos, and <laughs> having a having a good old time. And of course, and probably in the studio being blacklit. Yeah, yeah, just fucked up. Disco ball going around. You know, just like, yeah, man. And and Rex is keeping the that creepy crawl with that bass and mm-hmm. Dimebag. No, you don't even tell him what to do. You never <laughs> had to tell him what to do. Uh, it's a really good song. We're to, uh, great way to end that record, Far Beyond Driven. Having that be the last song kind of sends you off good because mm-hmm. it starts off and it continues so angrily. So. Well, it starts out with strength. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, strength beyond strength. And it's just like, they kinda, oh, fuck. They kind of calm you down at the end of the album. Yeah. Uh, well, at least they hope to. Uh, love that. Number three, Bring the Noise, Public Enemy. Covered by Anthrax with Public Enemy. Um, this is better than Walk This Way, Run DMC, and Will Smith, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. um, Anthrax was that genre of music at the time that was thrash, that's metal. Mm-hmm. Not, I mean, the outside world looking in, probably the average hip hop fans probably didn't think Anthrax was anything but a bunch of racist white boys with long hair and, and bad jeans, just because that's the that's what the thought that's is the on metal. Stereotype of yeah. yeah. Um, they they crossed a good line together to, to make that song. Um, well, you know, Public Enemy were like they respected like the indie DIY. Absolutely, they grew up in the, the same in the same in, woods um, and everything. Yeah. They knew what their struggle was making music and had to, had to have mm-hmm. like, had some idea of what Public Enemy's struggle must have been like mm-hmm. to do the music that they were doing at the time as well. So they come together and kind of boost each other. Um, really cool song. Really cool video. Bunch of different people in it. We're living the dream, you know. Um, number two, sound design. That's no, I'm just kidding. I thought it'd be funny if someone said that on there. Uh, <laughs> number two, Am I Evil by Diamond Head, but Metallica covered version. by Metallica. That's just one of my favorite songs in the world. The Diamond Head cover ain't shit, and Metallica Diamond Head original ain't shit, and Metallica, as they always do, just makes great covers and. I love Am I Evil. Like the first time I heard that, just the, the question, Am I Evil? Yes, I am. Just a really good, effective lyric. Great guitar riff. Um, much better than the original Diamond Head Sucks. Um, number one, Imagine. John Lennon, covered by A Perfect Circle. Now, this is where I, I do have varying tastes of covers, because sometimes if it's exactly the same, I don't like it. Like, so you need to change that up a little bit. Sometimes it's perfect if the if the musicians are good when they cover the song for exactly what it is. Now, if you take an old song and kind of reimagine it, no pun intended, it can come out like a train wreck. Their cover of um, Black Flag's "Gimme Gimme Gimme." I was not a huge fan of. I wasn't a fan of most of the songs on that cover record. I think all but two songs on that record were covers. How did none of us not bring up Tori Amos covering Slayer? Oh, Rainy Blood. That, that would Turned into a seven-minute train wreck. That would have been... Uh, it's fun for like the first minute. And then yeah, just, then and then you're like, just like, oh, this keeps going. I'm over it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, John Lennon's song, Imagine, was like, it was hippie. Mm-hmm. So it was like, come on, Imagine! Bro, it'd be so cool if you imagined. And like Perfect Circle does it, and it's more like, listen, motherfucker. Imagine this. You need to imagine. <laughs> because we're all going to die. <laughs> I am Maynard, and we're going to die. Drink my wine before we learn to swim. Uh, just a different kind of 
vibe to it. Yeah. The, the vibe has definitely changed. Um, tough list. Strictly just because there's so many and, you know, betters in the eye of the beholder. But well, watching or researching the list, when I look at um, my research for the list, I see Old 55 and Sarah McLaughlin covering it. Fucking terrible. Don't listen to it. That just um, makes it think of dying dogs. It, 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 she sings like there's a dying dog with her? I don't know. It's don't terrible. Know. It's not good. Don't listen to it. Save, I save your ears. I won't listen to it. Why do so many people hate this? Dislike? Hate this? Step three. Um, because he's good. How good is he, Ryan? Well, he's breaking and smashing his own records. What records would you be speaking of? Well, like... Field goals. Field, very good, Doug. Three-point field goals. Three-point field goals. Smashing his own three-point field goal record. Well, he's at... He's going to. He's at 288 right now. He's already broken it so. by two. So he has 24 games left. He averages sure. five a game. So he's gonna go. Fuck out of it. He's gonna go for four ten, four hundred and ten three pointers, in one season. Um, he hit a jump shot yesterday to win a game. Oh, I saw that. Did you see it? Thirty eight feet away. Yeah. Casually hit. Casually, it. not not like. Did you? Throw it up like. Oh no. Not like J.R. Smith. Shoot. My like, favorite part was the guy that was, I think, just closest to the basket from the Golden State Warriors. He just goes, ah! Like, he went all Spartan on it. Because at first I was like, I didn't see the Curry shoot it. I just saw, like, it go in and the guy go, ah! And I was like, the fuck is going on? Just, and it's like, and it's going to be playing it over. Yeah, it was over. It, no one that's does all that. That's all I was watching at 6 in the goddamn morning. No one does that. That doesn't happen. Um... The range and the confidence to say, well, I think me open from 38 feet is good enough. I'm going to shoot it. <laughs> no. And then, then you hear afterwards um, Clay Thompson and some of the other guys on the team with him being asked by reporters what they thought of the shot. And they go, oh, he practices that all the time. He practices that all the time? Most of the time we would He's say... He's amazing. Most of the time we would say, why? Why like, are you practicing that Smith shot? is practicing it, we go... We know why he's practicing it. Get up to the fucking three line and do that. Because he's a fucking cowboy and he thinks he needs to be all flashy. But that's that's what you're saying is most of the time the coach walk up and say, why don't you shoot shots you're going to shoot in a game? Yeah, like he's going to be like, you need to practice making the stuff that's realistic first. What you're going to shoot in the game because if you shoot that in the game, I'm going to sit your ass down on the bench. Stephen Curry is the only guy that has a green light like that. Oh, yeah. In the history of the game. And nobody, and, and rightfully so. No, and it was it was to win by three points, wasn't it? Yep, it was tied up and going to the end of overtime. Yeah. It was four seconds left when he shot that ball. And that's not the first time he's shot casually from 38 feet out. He does it regularly. I mean... So why does Oscar Robertson hate him so much? Why does Isaiah have to give him backhanded compliments like, well, he's, I mean, we haven't seen a shooter like him, but it's also because of bad perimeter defense. I think he's comparing, I think his idea of bad perimeter defense, I think he forgets that nobody guards the perimeter at 38 feet. I mean, 
No, you're not supposed to. I mean, no, you're not. If you're up at 38 feet, you're usually out of position, mm-hmm. or you're meeting the point guard up as he's coming down the court. Well, I think what gets him. lost in this in this conversation when people ask about Curry being one of the best shooters of all time, do they just ignore the fact that he's a great ball handler, and that if if you fall for a fake on him, he's gonna get by you and get a closer to the rim for a closer three. Or into the lane for an M one. I mean, he does that all the time. That shit gets ignored in this conversation. Like he can't get in the lane. Bullshit. That kid goes in the lane recklessly and gets knocked over all the time. and makes shots. And he's a ninety-two percent free throw shooter. I mean, this kid has everything you want offensively. I don't give a shit if you can't dunk the ball if you can get to the rim and lay it up. You don't need to be dunk the ball. And and it's not that he can't, because I've seen him. It's just he's gonna go for the best shot mm-hmm. and that's what he always takes is whatever the best shot is the because best him, shot's a layup you take a layup I, because him everybody dunking, hates on layups it's like well because him easy. dunking on a six foot eight dude is not his best shot no getting it off the glass is his best shot and he's doing it amazingly like he sucks at defense does he really suck at defense the golden state warriors have a very good defense team defense he's part of that <sighs> defense He's not a man defender. He's I'm, I'm going to look this up because I, pretty well. I feel like uh, uh, I've actually seen a stat that would suggest your point entirely about um, uh, him playing defense. Is I think at one point he was top five in the league in steals. Yeah, he, he um, gets steals the way that, that um, Marcus Camby would get blocked shots. Marcus Camey didn't get blocked shots from D-ing you up. He got blocked shots from coming off his man and blocking your shot when you didn't know he was going to block it. Mm-hmm. That's how Marcus Camby did it. That's what Dennis Rodman did on blocked shots and rebounding. And these guys were all called great defenders. Curry gets no love on that. I think he plays all-around basketball at a higher level than we've seen in a long time. He's clearly the best basketball player on the planet right now. It's not even close. LeBron is a distant second. You're done, LeBron. You're done. done. Had your 15 minutes. It's over. Right. Golden State's going to win the title oh. again this year. They're going to break the wins record. And he'll have two rings, two in a row. Then what are you going to say about him? We shall see. We shall see. You good on that? I'm looking at I'm looking at Keep Keep it going. Keep it going. Well, it seems like a class act, too. Like, he doesn't... He doesn't get in trouble? Act out like LeBron does or... You know, I'm not saying anything necessarily, but, but I mean, like, Dennis Rodman, I know he was he was a rebound leader. I know that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my contribution uh, for what I actually know about sports on this show. Um, you know, like, the, with the fucking hair and the dresses and the fucking, you know, like, the Madonna. Um, Everyone's happy about that. Yeah, no, that's, that's real acting out. But, like, you know what I mean? Like... He's got kind of a, a Jordan air to him, where it's just like, I'm just a guy who's good at this. There you go. You they, know? But they also worked their asses off to get good at this. Absolutely. It well, you... Okay. There's, there's, a, there's they talk, when you talk about, like, talent. doing, like, 38-foot, like, you practice that. And you must go, like, oh, I can get it from here, I'm going to back up. Huh. I'm going to get it from here, I'm going to back up. Like, in fucking Archer, they just keep setting that fucking... Yep. You know? It, it shows who works harder at his game. Mm-hmm. If you were to watch sports and have... The mind that you have towards your your hobbies and whatnot, what you would see is 
Steph Curry works harder at his game than mm-hmm. LeBron James works at his game. Right. Because LeBron James has the six foot eight, two hundred and seventy pounds freak of an athlete for him. Whereas Curry does not. Curry works at his game. Does a lot more. We'll do a quick Rocky Suck segment. Um, <laughs> the Rockies suck. Okay, next segment. <laughs> Dugout. We haven't done this in a while, but we're going to close this show out and um, give Doug some questions here. So, um, Doug, teabag or Dirty Sanchez? <laughs> Which one was the quarterback for the Broncos? <laughs> Which one definitely did it? OJ or Peyton? Uh, is this based on head size? Ooh, nice one. I love the whole thing with Cuba Gooding Jr. He's too little. No, that's what OJ said. He goes, he can't play me in a movie. His head's not big enough. <laughs> I'm like, that's your biggest problem? Well, I think he's got to say something from jail. He's in prison. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Oscar Robertson or Oprah? Oscar Meyer. Wiener? Yep. Wiener. Okay. Or Oprah? You were setting me up for something. I was trying to get something out there. It didn't work. Doug? Yes. Is a slam dunk a field goal? It's not a funky gecko. NFL combine or a steel mill in Pittsburgh? <laughs> hold on, hold on. Was the combine? Did they did they show that on TV like last week or something? Because I saw a whole bunch of, like college guys like jumping and catching and yes. throwing and. Yes. Is that what that is? Yes. And they're all wearing like running man suits. And numbers. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Sometimes oh, they run with their junk out. Did you see that? I did. Wow. I saw enough of yeah. it. I'm glad I didn't see Don't that. Don't worry about it. You, you're not missing anything. Or you are. I didn't. <laughs> or you're not. Yeah, it was weird watching it. Especially on mute because I'm like, what is it? It's a huge meat market. And it really does nothing. Except get guys drafted number one overall that shouldn't be drafted number one overall. Bill Lane Beer or Bill Paxton? <laughs> Bill Paxton. Yeah. Weird science. Tanya Harding or Tom Hardy? <laughs> I don't want to be hit by either one of them. <laughs> Tom Hardy loses his control. Pete Rose or Guns N' Roses? Yeah. Really comes down to haircut on that one. That's well, easy then. Is it? Cats and roses. Alright. <laughs> Whose hair do you want? Axel Rose now or Axel Rose then? Axel Rose now and then are the same. He teases it all kinds of ways. Oh, does he? Yes. I, thought he said, I thought he had those horrible cornrows. <laughs> yeah, but not all the time. Oh, okay. He'd take those out. Last time I saw him, he just had hair. You know, it's better than Creed's Clearwater Revival's hair, which is what Pete Rose is rolling with. Yeah, it was like that weird bowl cut mullet at him. Bulk up mullet with chops. Hey. He was probably slaying Badge, though. He was. And he'd go make his... He'd go, some strange. he'd go gamble, and then he'd pull some sluts and go back to the hotel get room. Some, get some strange trim. Being the best. <coughs> like, what's, what does Mel Brooks say? It's good to be the king. Yep. Thank you. This has been a Blood Alcohol Content Network production. For more information, visit www.bacnpodcast.com. Your home for almost bacon and banjo!